You are listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network programming to help you explore and rediscover and remember your inner divinity. This is a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure which could by its very nature set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua Jesus but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God and that the kingdom of God is within OFJ Community is an all-inclusive community of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development in seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be a part of OFJ Community or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to OFJCommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership in the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support, friendship, and direction to all. Now, to our program. This is the Way of Consciousness. Well, good afternoon and welcome into our show. This is Linda Marie Nelson. I'm here broadcasting live from Nashville, Tennessee, and I welcome you to another uh, portion of the show. We've been working on this whole project of mastery of our consciousness, uh, using the way of mastery as a guide to these discussions. And if you're interested in getting further information about the text, the way of mastery, uh, send us an email here at O-F-J, O is in Olive, F is in Frank, J is in Yeshua, community, at gmail.com. And joining me today is Lee Allen Peterson from the great state of Texas. Good afternoon, Lee. How are you? I'm doing great, Marie. How are you? I am fine and dandy. Uh, wished we would have gotten a little bit of the rain that passed north of us. Did you guys in Texas get any of that rain that you so desperately need? We're thinking about it. Oh, okay, so you're getting see Well, the poor folks on the east coast of the United States are not going to get, they're going to get a lot more than they bargained for with this humongous hurricane, Irene. I mean, it is, I listened earlier this afternoon, and it is 400 miles wide. Wow. Now that's crazy. <laughs> Mother Nature is something to be respected and uh, reckoned with. And so we are holding those folks um, in our prayers for their safety. Uh, I hope they choose the consciousness of uh, erring in the side of caution and will evacuate um, the coastal areas all the way from uh, the, mostly, you know, North Carolina, but once you get into Virginia and Long Island and New York and New Jersey and all the way up to Boston, they're saying. They're evacuating? Well, yes, they're, they, the Navy has, uh, uh, all the ships have been taken out of all the ports along Virginia and north. They take, they're taking all the ships and moving them hundreds of miles away. And, uh, and they're moving planes and ships and they've they've declared a state of emergency in several states virginia uh new york new jersey um that was what i heard last uh on the radio i called my family in florida today and they had some rain but they're not going to get the brunt of it the people further north are going to get uh um unless we can pray it out to sea <laughs> 
uh, it looks like uh, the folks are going to get uh, quite a bit of rain. And uh, I was listening to one uh, meteorologist saying that the problem with New York City is, you know, there's so many tunnels and it's such a low-lying area that they're so worried because people will not be able to get in and out of the city. Once those tunnels start to flood, mm. there's no telling what oh. chaos is going to be. So we really well, we need to hold them. Use the rain. I know. I mean, it's it's like feast or famine with this weather patterns this year. And well, for you guys, it's been several years with the drought. Yeah, we're we're yeah. It's almost like we're in a permanent drought. Wow. So I, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. I'm just noticing they just brought in a rig and they're drilling a new well across the street from us. For heaven's sakes. Well, well, so much for our peaceful community. I know. Well, the good news, the good news is we, we have... We can heal it. Fa- we can heal it and we can shift it and... Uh, um, Today's discussion is uh, on transformational healing, and there's some exercises, and um, we're going to talk about, you know, the need for self-forgiveness and, and do some exercises. Um, I think you might be leading us through some exercises. We might even use a little bit of musically if you want to turn it into sort of a guided parts of it into a guided um, experience. You know, let me know, and we can certainly do that. So. Uh, uh, would you like to open with a prayer, and uh, we can, if all of our listeners would just keep in their hearts the the people along the east coast of the United States. Yeah, let's just see that filled with love and peace and harmony. So let's begin by just taking a deep breath. Let's just do that again and release all, all the tension in the body, in the mind, and in the spirit. And from a state of deep relaxation, we lift up our hearts and minds. And we say, Father, Mother, life, I thank you that you are my life my constant support, my health, my protection, my perfect fulfillment of every need, and my highest inspiration. I ask you to reveal the true reality of yourself to me. I know it is your will that I shall be fully illumined, that I may better receive awareness of your presence within and around me. I believe and I know this is possible. I believe that you protect and maintain me within perfect love and I know that my purpose is to express you. As I speak to you, I know that you are perfectly receptive of me for you are universal, loving intelligence which has so marvelously designed this world and brought it into visible form. I know as I ask you to speak to me, I am sending out a consciousness searchlight into divine consciousness. And as I listen, you will be be penetrating my human consciousness and coming ever closer to my increasingly receptive mind and heart. I commit myself and my life into your care. Amen. Amen. That was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. I also want to thank uh, Father Brian Michael Rice, who will not be able to join us tonight, but for all the work that he does and for that wonderful introduction uh, to the show. And I would also like to invite our listeners Uh, that are listening live to please call in and join this conversation. Uh, The number here at our switchboard is area code 347-237-5625. So please call us. Um, 
and we will be happy to have you join in this wonderful confirmation about transformational healing and the way of consciousness. Okay, Lee, let's uh let's let's begin. Okay, okay. Shall we I've... shall we talk about how forgiveness heals? Yes, but first <laughs> I want to sort of do a, a just a real quick review on on what you know a couple of things that we covered. Wonderful, that's we gotta, perfect. We got to remember, and how does forgiveness heal? That judgment is contraction, and forgiveness is relaxation, peace, trust, and faith. Forgiveness allows the spaciousness within your consciousness to grow. So when you look upon the thief that breaks into your house and say, I forgive you, you are decreeing the opposite of what you've learned. And remember that what we decree is, we are decreeing that nothing can be taken from you of any value. So this means that we turn our sense of what is valuable around. Mm-hmm. What is valuable to us now is, is not material possessions because we know they're not going to last anyway. Right. What is of true value to us are those things that we attach a soul or spiritual quality to. Love, forgiveness, Mercy, compassion, beauty, wholeness, oneness, if you will. Those are the things that have true and lasting value. So with this in mind, keeping in mind that judgment is contraction and forgiveness is relaxation, peace, trust, and faith, we can begin to see how forgiveness is a healing quality. Mm-hmm. So we, we also have to remember that, you know, when you start to come into judgment, and, and this is a hard thing for us because we're so used to judging, you know, and we're, and we're brought up with, well, you better make the right decision. Exactly. You better... Right, and and you better judge correctly. And, and but what they're really telling you, what they're really telling you is, if you don't do it to them first, they're going to do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't get yours quick, somebody else is going to get it. That that that's what our mind is hearing. <laughs> Myself. First. Lee, you're breaking. I'm sorry, you were breaking up there for a minute. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. I don't know what I can do about that. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Who knows? Uh, the uh, the idea is is that what is your true self? Is your true self your your outward form? Uh, and your outward thinking, or is your true self connected to everything that is and is a reflection of divine mind and divine consciousness? And not not even a reflection. It is divine mind and divine consciousness. Right. Uh, So your, your, your awareness shifts, as is the awareness of society as a whole when we come when we fully realize this shift process, we will realize that all minds are joined. And it means that where you extend forgiveness within the consciousness, uh, within your emotional field to another, whether they be physically present or not, you are extending to them exactly what you should extend to them if they were physically in front of you. So what I'm trying to say is that we must come to this place where we realize that we are all one. 
and, and that's what the value is. It's no longer me against the world. It's me with the world. Right. And when we come into the me against the world attitude, we will notice it even before we stop and think about it because our bodies will react to that and they react to it by contraction. So when we notice our muscles becoming contracted, when we notice our stomachs tightening up a little bit, we can go, hold on, what am I I judging? What what am I thinking about now? And, And then we can go, oh, let me forgive that. Let me forgive myself for thinking that. And and then relax. So reactivity then indicates the need for self-forgiveness. And I'm going to read a little bit from the text here. You know, <laughs> Lee, I, I just want to stop you for a moment. I think that's a really, really important point. So if you would repeat that. Reactivity indicates the need for self-forgiveness? Yeah, I think we're so unconscious about reacting to things. We don't even realize sometimes that we're doing it. And so, uh, until after we've done it. Right, you're absolutely correct. That's why we need to pay attention to to our bodies, right? Exactly. Because our bodies will tell us, that we're in that sometimes we do this unconsciously because we're so used to doing it we're so used to reacting exactly but did you you know it's not really our nature our true nature is to forgive yeah so it comes from all that conditioning we experience as as we develop absolutely Absolutely. So when you notice yourself getting tense, realize that you're coming into uh, reactivity. You're coming into uh, a state of judgment. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or you're already there. <laughs> exactly. And and then stop and, and, and look at it and, go, and ask yourself, you know, what is it? What is here? We don't trust ourselves, first of all. And and in that, we're not trusting the Christ within us, you see. If you will ask, you will get the answer. So stop and ask yourself, hey, what's going on here? So, and, and it starts out, uh, rest assured you will continue to project upon others what remains unhealed and unforgiven in yourself. Mm-hmm. Each time that you react to another, you are being given a sign that there is some kind of energy that has been presented to your awareness that you have not forgiven within yourself. If someone is critical and you react every time they are critical, rest assured you have not healed that part of your own being, that part of your own experience of being critical of others. So, you you know, what, what this is saying is that when we are reacting to, to some criticism, when we are reacting to some way that another person is acting towards us, what we're really saying is that you, you know, I don't like this, and 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 by God, I'm guilty of it myself. <laughs> well, aren't we all though? Absolutely, A- absolutely. You know, so, but you know, sometimes it's a question when when uh, somebody will do something or say something, and, and you'll say, "Well, you know, I didn't do that." And and that may be the honest truth. You did not do exactly what the person did that you're being critical of. However, the deeper story is that you have been critical. 
And so it's not necessarily the the uh you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it's not necessarily the exact words are the exact complaint that the person is throwing at you that that you are having a problem with. What you are having a problem with is the fact that they are being critical. Period. Mm-hmm. And you recognize within yourself that you have been critical of someone else or of yourself. So the actual criticism is not nearly as important as the act of being critical. So when when something comes before you and you're reacting this way and you're going, well, that's not that's not what needs to be healed. That's not what needs to be healed. You have to look beyond it and go, oh, the root of that is that they are being critical, and I have been critical. Mm-hmm. Not the not surface subject matter. So whether it is occurring now, or whether it seems to be a pattern that you have interrupted and no longer do, you have still not forgiven yourself for having identified with that energy. And this is huge because we'll do a lot of forgiveness work. Uh, and and we'll do a lot of self-reflection. We'll do a lot of forgiveness work. And, and we'll say, well, I have forgiven all that. I have forgiven all that. But what you haven't forgiven is yourself for ever having to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very deep. So you're going to have to begin to forgive yourself for having had the need to forgive someone else. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really a simple, it's so simple, but we're so conditioned to, to not do that. That that's why it's difficult. Yes, when 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 we're not conditioned, we are not conditioned to 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 look at ourselves as the problem. We're conditioned to look at the outside world and say that's where the problem exists. Well, certainly, the problem doesn't exist within me. Exactly. We need to find a cause. We think that the cause is always external to us. That's right, but the cause is never external to us. It's always internal, because if it was not internal, then there would be wouldn't be an external. Mm-hmm. Be- because we create every experience that we're having. So if we're creating an unsavory experience, it's because something about either that experience or the or, or the creation of that experience. begins with us is is right. within us and we, you know and if we remember well I don't want to have this kind of pain or that kind of pain well it may go deeper than that it may the the pain may just be a symptom of what it is that really needs to be healed exactly. so so you might have to look further but fortunately we have a technique So let us use our ordinary experience in each day to observe what pushes your buttons. We will give you a very simple technique for doing so, and if you will stay with it, it will reveal to you the energies that are in need of your forgiveness. Okay. So this is the first technique, and then we're going to do a healing exercise. Okay. So the first technique do you want to read it for us? Sure, I'd be happy to. thirty-five? Great. Yes. Uh, the first technique is quite simple. As you go through your day, observe when you feel as though you are in contraction. Are the muscles of the body tight? Is the breath very shallow? Does your voice become faster or louder when you speak about some energy in someone else? That is a sign that you need to do healing within yourself. 
when you recognize that these kinds of signs are going on, in other words, life has presented you with an opportunity to be disturbed, that is a sign that there is something that requires healing. Therefore, count it a blessing if you feel disturbed. Now, that sounds like a contradiction to me. <laughs> count, it's, count, it is. <laughs> count that count that feeling of being disturbed as a blessing. Abs- absolutely, you know, in, in, the, <laughs> in the monastery, we are told that to pray for the grace to be able to see all your sins. Okay, don't do this. <laughs> And then, and, and and if you really want to get really down on yourself and depressed, okay, there is a book uh, put out by the Brothers of the Holy Cross, and it is uh, in this book they have a self examination, and I am telling you what, if you have drawn breath. You have you. This book will make you cry. <laughs> well, I don't know if I want to read that book. I'm glad I prepared that book. Did you have to read that? Oh yes, had to do it. Had oh. to do it. And and you talk about a litany of sin and and what those sins are. And I'm telling you, if you have drawn breath. You have sinned according to this book. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm not sure that the act of drawing breath itself is not a sin. <laughs> oh heavens. <laughs> how did they how, how did they come up with this stuff? They they somebody had an awful lot of guilt. <laughs> Apparently. You know, and they're coming down. Well, you know, did you comb your hair wrong? Almost that ridiculous, you know. Mm. But it does point out. It does point out the depths or or the little trivial things that the human mind, the human, the. The carnal mind, I guess. I, I, I hate calling it human because I have a different definition of human. Uh, what the the egoic mind right. will will latch onto and and beat you over the head with that is absolutely unnecessary for you to have to deal with in your life. You know. It, it can be something as stupid as that I have been cutting my toenails incorrectly. And and you're, and something within you will grab that and blow it way out of proportion to the well, actual... Lee, that's how they get obedience out of people. Blind, I love to call it, you know, it's 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 not even... Being uniquely created, it's about following suit, and and that's how many philosophies uh, over these hundreds of years and thousand, a couple of thousand years have developed in in order to organize. It got way out of control, and it and and now it's it, it, the disciplines are more about obedience than it is obedience to an external source, rather than obedience to the internal voice. That's right. We we've so shut out the internal voice. We've made that the biggest sin, you know. Well, here we're telling you you should listen to that small still voice. Well, what what do you, what what's going to happen when you go to a psychiatrist? You go, well, I've been talking to God within my head, and and they're going to say, well, stop that. You're crazy. <laughs> But, you know, listen to me here. This is what you should be listening to. And, and you know, to give you Pope Benedict. And, <laughs> and, and, yes. 
Yeah. So you're told right off the bat, if you listen to the truth within you, you are crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, to the world's eyes, they're correct. If you're following a path that's a spiritual path, then and, and the Bible tells us this. The Bible says, my ways are higher than your ways. The, the, the world is going to think you're a fool uh, if you follow the spiritual path, but I will tell you that they are the ones who are the fools. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But, but you, you know, the, the, the wisdom tradition tells us that, that, uh, that the world thinks spirituality is foolishness and that they're right. When the reality is spirituality is the only thing that's real, and the world's ways are absolute foolishness. And boy, if our situation in today's time isn't pointing that out to you, then, then you know, God have mercy. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. So thank God for this, uh, all the events of history and everything that's going on that is causing us, in my opinion, more and more people are seeking that within this, that building a relationship. I, I know we always talk about in Order of the Friends of Yeshua, everything is about relationship. And and first and foremost is that inner relationship with with uh, the divine uh, God, the presence, the inf- infinite mind, and, uh, and understanding who we are. Absolutely. And so if you bring that full circle back to the sentence on, on therefore count it a blessing that you feel disturbed. Right. Therefore count it a blessing when you feel disturbed. <laughs> because it's going to push you into the direction that you need to go. Because you, you see, we don't seek to be disturbed. We seek to have peace and joy. Or we should. And so when we're disturbed, we'll find the answer for that. So if the outside world is disturbing you, and it should, <laughs> the answer for that is within you. The answer for that is inside you. And the I, only answer is the expansion of consciousness. Amen. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's why thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have left the very rigid doctrinal structural religions and are seeking a lot of Eastern philosophies, which teach you this and um and and now this real progressive movement um of spiritual seekers who are more and more saying well i'm not religious but i'm spiritual mhm that's right you know and and you know my whole definition of religion is based on spirituality religion should be and is supposed to be the outward manifestation of your inward spirituality your spirituality dictates what your religion looks like, not the other way around. And we've exactly. Turned it, we've turned it around and said, no, your religion must dictate your spirituality. As a result, the Western methods of spirituality found within the traditional churches do not bring you into true, authentic spiritual growth. They retard it. And, and so that's why people are turning to the East, because the East still says... Your spiritual reality must determine your religious reality. But the glory of the way of mastery is that now we're turning the truth of what Yeshua taught. Here we have Christic spirituality. Right. And so through the spirituality, we will realize that our religion needs to look totally different. Absolutely. And I, I, I would just like to take a moment here just to mention, Lee, that the Order of the Friends of Yeshua is a uh, contemporary uh, tradition of learning to experience that, supporting one another in discovering that within us, and then learning to live from that consciousness of the inner presence as Christ taught and many other teachers uh, tried to teach us to to discover that relationship and build that relationship and then to walk forward into the world 
with that inner knowing, which is is which is what many of the the teachers, especially Christ, did. Not so much oh, in defiance, not so much in defiance of anything, but in the in a in a in a in a consciousness of the realization of the truth within that the world outside didn't res- reflect the truth within. Absolutely, that, that's that's why, if you will notice, most every religion is based on someone's teachings. Right. You know, uh, are exactly. a group of people's group of people's teachings. You see, and they uh, these were spiritual masters that were just telling us their experience and the truth, mm-hmm. and then we take it and, and 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 use it to beat people over the heads with. I mean, every religion does this. It is yep. not. It is not. It's not just the curse of Christianity. It's the curse of every religion, and there is a thread of spirituality, truth, that runs through every religion, that is a religion of God, and that's what Yeshua teaches through the way of mastery, as well as I mean, you you can get it out of the Bible if you. Use the Bible as a as a as a relationship guide, right? You, you know what I mean. Instead of a book of laws, if you used it as a meditation guide <laughs> or as a as a relationship guide, uh, and question every aspect of it within yourself, and expect to get the the truth, then the Bible will lead you to the truth. I have no exactly. doubt about that at all. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And and that's our belief here in our community, which, by the way, is spread out all over the country. Individuals, um, many of them just like you who are listening in, who are seeking this path, and we are here to support one another, not to teach anyone what to think or believe, but to support them in finding that relationship within them. So any of you out there who would like to join in our discussions or in our seminars and and um, in support of this um, idea of, of the way of mastery, please uh, contact us. We have a wonderful website, um, <clears throat> ofjcommunity.org is our main website. Uh, and then another great website where you can get a great deal of, indi- uh, of information about some of the individuals um, in our group is called uh, is on the web at uh, ofjmediamonastery.info. And so and send us an email. Uh, send us an email about any of this ofjcommunity@gmail.com, and we'll be happy to um, to answer any of your questions. Our call-in number again is area code three four seven. Two three seven five six two five, and you're listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network here on Blog Talk Radio. We're here each Thursday, and um, it is uh, supported entirely by the efforts of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua um, Contemplative Community. And so, um, if you feel so moved, if you are spiritually fed by anything that you hear here. Um, we would appreciate um, your support, your your sacred reciprocity, as it were, tithing, whatever name you would like to call it. Just visit OFJ Community on the World Web, um, OFJcommunity.org. Okay, Lee, um, do you want to get into that exercise, or do you have a little bit yeah, more to explain before we get into it? No, let's just go ahead and do the, do the healing exercise. Okay. Uh, So, once again, let's just start taking some deep breaths and just listen. And you can play music if you want to. Okay, I will. I'm going to use some of uh, Sean's music. Okay. Okay. Turn your awareness from what you think is causing the disturbance. And remember the first axiom. I am the source of my experience. I am feeling disturbed. What is it in me 
that needs to be healed. And begin to breathe deeply in and out, in and out. And let your breathing develop a rhythm in and out. In and out. Let the body soften and relax. And ask, what is it within this person's energy that is really causing my reaction? You will see it right away. Oh, they are so critical. Criticism pushes my buttons. Then ask yourself, when have I done that to another? When have I been critical of others? And it might hit you right away. Well, I'm being critical because they're critical. Our memories will come back. Distasteful memories if you are judging them. Let them come back and continue to breathe and relax. Look upon that energy of being critical. Honor it. Love it. For it is a creation. It is your creations coming back to you that you might embrace them and transform them. Just stay with it as you breathe in and you breathe out, continually relaxing the body and softening the body. Look at it. Ah, being critical. Yes, I can sure be critical. I've been that way in the past. I know that energy very well. And look upon a scene in your memory in which you have been the one being critical. Look upon it with deep honesty and sincerity and say to yourself, I forgive me for being critical. I forgive my judgment of myself. I choose to teach only love. Watch that image dissolve and disappear from your mind. And now bring your awareness back to the present moment and that person that has just pushed your button. Again, do you not you do not need to say anything to them at all. Although you might. But within yourself, forgive them for allowing the energy of being critical to temporarily make a home in their mind and merely ask the Holy Spirit to replace your perception with the truth. Ask to see the innocent light within them. And as you cultivate this, you will become very, very good at it. You will be able to do it as fast as the time it takes to snap your fingers. And once you begin to see the light in them, you can ask the Holy Spirit, what is this critical energy in them masking? What are they really crying out for? And then you will feel compassion. For it will be revealed to you why they are hurting inside. And lo and behold, instead of being reactionary towards them, you just might be compassionate. 
that's very powerful. And the good thing is that with practice, with practicing this, it's right. You can do it in an instant. And and pretty soon, as soon as a person, as soon as you recognize a person pushing your buttons, you feel it within you, you can go, I honor the Christ in you. Namaste. They say it in the East all the time. Right. I honor the, the divinity within me honors the divinity within you, and you see beyond it, and you bless it. And that's as simple as it is. And then you bless yourself. Realizing, of course, now that when you see and feel that contraction, there's some, some energy deep in you that's releasing the, the energy for you to contract. So you you, you you always forgive them and honor them and thank them for bringing that to you because it's shown you what in yourself needs to be healed. And so you can be thankful for that and then heal it. Exactly. You know, it is a very simple idea, and this is a very simple technique, but it's not necessarily easy and because of our thoughts. Our reactionary, egoic, as Eckhart calls it, the pain body, you know, it dredges up, you know, as soon as somebody triggers a response in us, it dredges up all these pain body memories and before you know it, this little snow, this little snowflake is becoming a snowball down the mountain and... um if we can just stop and, and the minute our button is pushed and say, whoops, okay, I'm having a reaction, I'm feeling emotional, anger, whatever it is. Okay, what is this trying to tell me? What is this mirroring to me that is within me that if I would only uncover this and heal it and release this contraction, you know, I could raise my consciousness even higher. I could know the truth of my inner being even more fully. And then I'm able more and more to see that light, that the namaste, the presence within the other, that they may not know is there, but I can right. still see that. Absolutely. And and you, you know what the amazing thing is? Your ability to see that and to honor that will within time allow them to see that very same thing not only in you but in themselves. Exactly. That's that that is the true preaching of the gospel. The true preaching of the gospel is recognizing the love in someone else. And through the recognition of the love in someone else, you cause them to recognize it as well. You open up that space that allows them to realize the truth of who they are. And so, and this, this, that's why we do these exercises. We we do these exercises and, and all of our meditation practice. That's why it's called a practice. Exactly. <laughs> so that we do have the consciousness to go out into the real, what we call the real world, which, you know, the the egoic world, and we have control of ourselves. We have mastery of ourselves, so that when we encounter a situation, we begin to react less and less. Exactly. In, in I love giving I... evil for evil. <laughs> exactly. I love what it says here in the text um, about when we begin to practice this and it becomes less yes. and less as you're speaking of. I, you know, it reminds us here, um, you know, just don't let any moment be wasted. Don't see anything as ordinary, you know. And and uh, just allow it, recognize it. And forgiveness, because forgiveness is a skill and art. It's a skill Absolutely. and an art that will pay you dividend upon dividend upon dividend upon dividend as you increase your practice of it. Um, it will never cease in paying you. 
Each moment you choose forgiveness, you have literally saved yourself a thousand years of suffering. And they mean that literally. <laughs> In short, every every act of forgiveness, particularly for yourself, is a miracle that shortens the need for experiences in this dimension. So when you find yourself in a situation, when we find ourselves in situations that we believe are so big, you know, just be calm and rest assured. It is only because something big has finally come to the surface to be healed within you so that you can receive more power and that power can shine forth through you. Why? Because you have reached the place where you are ready for that power. And so then the Christ consciousness can be morally, more fully lived through you. Or the Buddha consciousness, or whatever you want to call that. The, the, the infinite consciousness. Whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. I, I just think that's so powerful. It is. I mean, that's that, the payoff. That's right, and it's by mere when we get it's by mere presence, mhm, and that that's that's what we're looking for by mere presence, this happens it's pretty it's so pretty there's, miraculous. there's another little exercise in here for ending the day mm, and then that's next a lovely we, one. We can do following the thread of desire. Do we want to go okay. ahead and do this? Yeah, why don't we do the ending of the day? Um, we still have a little time, and um, I think that would complete this whole idea because it's still um, uh, with regard to releasing uh, anything that may have happened. And it's a wonderful practice. I love I love when we use the word practice. You know, they practice medicine. And yet we go to the doctors thinking they have all the answers. But it's still called practicing medicine, but we've become so anesthetized, <laughs> to use a medical term, to the word practice that we forget That's that right. they're still practicing. Yeah, and, and the practice of law. Boy, have we got that go. one wrong. <laughs> exactly. That's why they call it practicing. That's because right. there's no there's no perfection in it. You know, there's you've got to keep practicing it to gain more and more and more insight. Absolutely. So you want you want to do the ending of the day? Yeah, I'd love to do that. Okay. Okay. So there's a little practice that the, that the text suggests, which I think is uh, really, really uh, simple and short, and it's just it's just saying when you end your day, really, truly end it. You don't have to take four hours of a ritual. You can do it within one breath. So as you take a deep breath and you rest your head upon your pillow, just look upon the whole day and embrace it with your consciousness. And as you let your breath go out, silently say to yourself, I release and forgive this day. It has been perfect and it is done. So you take a deep breath and you review the day. Again, remember to say something like this as you exhale. I release and forgive this day. It has been perfect and it is done. And then just let it go. Just let it all go. Why? Because if you do not, you will just continue to bring it with you. So, this is so powerful because it it, it helps us to reduce the cumulative experiences. Because oftentimes when we're triggered, we're triggered not only because of that instance, but for all the other times that other people or other situations may have provided that opportunity. And it's what Eckhart Tolle calls the pain body. And so we can, if we can do this one thing, just let it go after that exhale, 
after you've released it and forgiven the day. Just know it's perfection. Know it is done. And if you can truly let it go, it'll make the next day much more available to you to be able to recognize when this moment of contraction happens. And you can say, whoop, okay, you know. There it is. Okay, what is it in with it? What is it within me? It's not about the person outside of me. So consciousness then is is so subtle and incredibly powerful. And you cannot help but create. You know, it's like Eckhart Tolle says in the power of now and you know, and in a new earth it's our thoughts. So remember the goal of this pathway of forgiveness is to learn to deliberately create with perfect mastery. So remember to look upon the things of each day at the end and say, it is very good, it is finished. And then each night when you rest your head upon the pillow and you know that you are about to fall off to sleep, Be just like the God in your biblical story of creation in which it is written that on the seventh day, God rested. God was finished, in a sense, within the story. Have that same quality at the end of your days. This is very, very important. There is much to say about forgiveness as we practice forgiveness. 70 times, 7 times, but it will take you deeper and deeper into the very mechanics of consciousness itself. The very mechanism of creation is through forgiveness. So put forgiveness at the top of your list until you know how perfectly forgiven you are. And in your vigilance against denying what is still in need of forgiving within you, you will you will cease to project it out there. So it is what we haven't forgiven in ourselves that we project out there that creates these circumstances that that cause us to contract or react. But this is really about he, he, opening up and clearing and having a clearer understanding of who we are on the inside. So forgive yourself well, dear friends. And make this consciousness... Yes, and I was just going to say, and make this Christed consciousness of forgiveness. Give it a home in your heart and in your mind until it can reach all the cells of your body. And then you'll know what it means to walk in this world but not of the world. And if you look into a mirror then, you will be able to say, Behold, the Savior appears. So it's time to say goodnight. Um, Our show is is, uh, coming to an end. I think that was a lovely place to conclude, Lee. Thank you so much for that beautiful guided experience. Uh, That was just powerful. And thanks to our friend Sean O'Shea here from Nashville, inspirational singer-songwriter who provides this music for us. We love you, Sean. And we we thank you. And his website is singspirit.net. So we are grateful to you. Lee, I hope you have a wonderful evening. Can you close with a prayer? Yes. O divine and dwelling spirit that is indwelling and pervading all things, bring to us quickly those things that we need to forgive in ourselves, that we might be totally healed, and that we might forgive ourselves and forgive you for anything that we might feel you have done to us. Let us forgive all those people we perceive has done something to us because now we know in truth that even in their doing something to us they were helping us
to see something within us that we needed to to heal. So let this healing come about in our souls, in our bodies, in our minds, and in our hearts, and in our spirits, that we may be better reflective of the love that you are and the love that we are. And united in love, I say, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested.